Okay, so do you want me to skim the article? Or do you want me to read it? Do you want me to skim it? No, do you, you don't need to do, no. Do you no. want to bop it? Bop it. Bop it. Twist it. Pull it. it. Turn it. Did you like that game? I did. I was pretty good at it. Were you really? Yeah. We would like fight for the record because it would tell you. Yeah. Were you, you good know, at it? No. And what was funny about that is I really felt like if I really just focus, I should be better than a bunch of you measly kids. And I wasn't. And it was very frustrating to this day. But that's kind of embarrassing because, again, it is for children. I don't have anything to say to that. Okay, Mackie. Uh, hi, Mackie. Hi. I guess this is my podcast and I should be. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I'm just sitting back here. This is, I have nothing more to say. I'm, I might not even comment again this entire evening. Okay. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, welcome back to the Mind the Mirror and me. I am joined again by my dad and licensed marriage and family therapist, Tony Overbay. Um, and this is our seventh episode. Is it? I think. Okay. So today we are talking about quitting. I feel like I should say I quit or something dramatic like I know, that. I, but I think quitting is kind of a... It's a topic that I think maybe makes people uncomfortable initially or makes people feel weird because I think it it's either people that are doing something that they maybe want to quit but feel like they can't. Mm-hmm. So they it's a little uncomfy. Or it's just that quitting, I think, is categorized with failure a lot. Yeah. And I think that most people would say that quitting is a negative thing. And yeah, it's grouped with failing and giving up. And just yucky negative things, which don't feel good to think about. But that's actually not what we're talking about okay? right now. Um, not necessarily the fact that it can be a negative thing. Because yes, I think depending on the situation, it can be a bad thing. It's not, you know, I'm not going to say quitting is the best thing in the whole world all the time. You should always quit because that's, that's not, right. we're no. not saying that. But I do think that it also has the power to be a really big thing and a really empowering thing. And it can be a start rather than an end. Okay. Um, and like an opportunity. So that's more of what we're going to talk about with the help of an article by Allie Fulp that we came across on Apple News. Um, and it's called The Art of Quitting which the title alone gets me kind of excited because I feel like you don't hear people um, couple quitting with art. No. <laughs> so that makes it seem like it's some kind of cool thing and not just a negative thing. So I like that we're starting that off. And then the, I don't know, subtitle heading intro says, walking away is hard, but it can be empowering. So I feel like right there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. There it is. <laughs> I'm going to not read it because I keep wanting to turn my head over right. here and read it because I, I do have really, really strong feelings on this. So I'm really excited to see where, where you go. Lead me. And then when you would like my opinion, please Should call upon me, Mackie. Yeah, because I don't want to I don't want to take I don't want to jump in. Okay. So with quitting, not that we need to give ourselves credibility, but I feel like we both have big things that we've maybe quit or walked away from. So I feel like for me, initially, I think of my first hairstylist job mm. that I quit at the beginning of this year. That was a big yeah. thing. Um, and also getting out of walking away from a very traumatic relationship I was in mm, yeah. a couple of years ago. So those are like my two initial things. And then I think for you, you have 
kind of walking away from computer software sales. Yeah. It was kind of a trip because I thought that you just get your job and I was in it for a decade and you yeah. just got to just keep slogging it out. Right. So that was a major life career change quit thing. Yes. Which not to just give everything away, but it's like, look at where that led you. It's done all right. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the end of the world. It was actually yeah. a good thing. So we both had done things with quit and- Well, Mackie, I have a tragic tale of even, do you remember my nut and bolt business? I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah. Oh, that was crazy. Because that, because that one, yeah, we'll, we'll, into that to, yeah, we'll talk know, about that down the, yeah. in the episode. Yeah, so cause that one, yeah, I, I wish I could go back sometimes. And you know, that's one that I would think, oh, I wish I would not have done this or this or spent so much time with this. And there's a big old batch of acceptance that goes along with that. Right. So that's okay. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So with this article, it's broken up into five sections. So I think we'll just hit each one. And the first one is just why quitting is so hard. Hmm. Because again, I think most people would agree that it is a hard thing. I don't think a lot of people think, yeah, I'm going to quit. And it's like this super exciting or great feeling thing. Yeah. It does. I think in our minds, it tends to be negative. And so with, if quitting is scary, that's okay. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this article because it kind of validates. I mean, right here, it'll validate why quitting is so hard, but then also go on to give tips to help decide when it's good to quit or when it's good to stick it out. It just, it hits all the things. But again, this first one, why quitting is so hard. So in the article, it says, aside from the negative cultural messages around quitting, throwing in the towel can be difficult in part because of internal self-imposed rules. If you've been taught to endure, no matter the cost, you may equate resignation with failure. Maybe you see quitting an intramural kickball team as letting down your teammates, or perhaps you think your current job is as good as you'll ever get without considering alternatives, which you just kind of mentioned, yeah. that, you know, just assuming this is it. And I did in the relationship I was in, I did just as it was a terrible relationship, which I think we could do a whole episode on or many, but yeah. I just was like, well, I guess this is it. This is as good as it gets. This must be what I deserve or this must be it. So I was just going with it. You with your company, you were just going with it because it's like, yeah. I think this is how it works. So I think we do that a lot. <laughs> that potentially feels safer in the moment too, I think. Yeah. It's more comfortable to just stay where you are, even if it's breaking you apart. And that, that fear of the unknown, right? Yeah. It's scary yeah. to know. Yeah. And can I ask you real quick, you mentioned kickball and I'm being some, somewhat serious. Were you a bounce or no bounce? <sighs> I was a bounce, but not intentionally. I was a bounce because I was a small kid and I couldn't kick very far. So I kind of okay. had to depend on the bounce. So if you caught it right, you could do some damage yeah. with it. I also was a very shy kid in my, for my whole life. And so I would do everything I could. If we were doing kickball for PE or something, I would do everything I could to not have to kick. Oh. Like I would try to let people go in front of me, wait until it was like, oh, we got to go in. And I'd be like, oh no, I didn't get to kick. <laughs> we'll, we'll play kickball sometime mac i'm actually okay i actually okay. don't want to sure okay that's I'm fair good. i played my fair share of sports i'm good okay okay but then this paragraph of the article goes on to talk about the all or nothing blanket statements mm. that and then it says that they're childlike all or nothing blanket statements um that we have absorbed from when we were young um and how they can actually be updated which mm. i liked the word I like that idea. Okay, like, tell me more. Yeah. I mean, because I took from that, basically, just you're, you're allowed to question things and you're allowed to change the way you feel about things or the way that something has been 
kind of integrated in your brain. So for instance, if you think quitting is just a failure giving up type of thing, yeah, you don't have to keep that mentality forever. And I think the idea of you're allowed to question things and question your thoughts and all of that could literally be an episode in itself, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. You could go on such a tangent with that. Yeah. But I do think it's such an important point to think that, yeah, you can change the story or change what you were maybe taught as a kid because those things don't have to last your whole entire life. No. It says you're allowed to take like what works from them what works from certain things kind of life right there, right? Like you, you learn something as a kid and then as you grow, you maybe take parts of it, the parts that then work as an adult, and then you can kind of let the other things go. Yeah. You you continue to grow and make up your own mind. But basically you don't have to maintain the idea that quitting is the worst thing every time. I think there's a chance too that a lot of times we may find ourselves doing things that we think we're supposed to back to that Mm -hmm. socially compliant goals. Cause we don't want to let anybody else down or we think this is what we're supposed to do. And, and I really, and I, I don't know, we'll probably get this, some of this down in later, maybe in the article, but I think that can actually have a negative impact because if we are not wanting to do it in the first place, but we are doing it because we think we're supposed to, then I think it can almost cause you to feel worse about yourself of thinking, why am I doing this? Why I never want to do this anyway. People must not love me. I must not be of worth. And we can go into a whole, whole negative spiral. spiral. And then it just yeah, keeps going. Right. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then it says that people tend to have a common tendency to persevere rather than giving up, which I think, again, has its time and place where there are times where you should persevere and you should stick with things, which we'll get into this more later, but that doesn't apply to everything. So then the article says people are almost always inclined to persist because we want to know how a scenario resolves. We want to say we exhausted every option and therefore giving up was out of our control. That's a big one right there. Like as a marriage therapist, I mean, sometimes people are saying, well, what should I do? And like, oh, don't give me that power. But they really do need to feel like they've done every single thing they can, which unfortunately is tough because you could probably always think of another thing to do. But at some point, that process of trying to figure that out, you'll find yourself to a point where you think, okay, I maybe have done enough. Right. And because I think for whatever reason, we have made it this thing where quitting is then deemed okay if there is literally no other option, right? Like, right. But we have to get to there. But right. you so it's don't like really. we have to it's like people then think we have to get to the worst case scenario. Like has to be the worst it possibly can. What in Mackie, what we said like on a previous episode too, I feel like at some point the brain shifts gears there and starts saying, okay, this isn't even worth being and or living. Right. And so we may go in there thinking I gotta exhaust all options. At some point your emotional baseline is so low that then your brain's thinking, I don't even want to do this. Right. That's, that's and then it's a like, how did far. I even get here? Because then, yeah, just, right, right. When yeah. it just started out as a, well, I don't, I can't let go of the control here, or I can't admit that I'm ready to quit something, or I'm ready to be done, or move on from something. Which is funny because I think, you know, it's like, okay, but what if, like, so, you know, like, hear me out, like, what if, right, you maintained the control and you chose to quit something or chose to walk away from something because you knew it was in your best interest or you knew it was the better option rather than waiting until something, the situation resolves itself or everything becomes a literally worst case scenario, end of the world. Cause yeah. you can still, I mean, if it, if we're, you know, leaving it at a control thing, you can choose yes. to walk away and quit. And it doesn't have to be the sign of weakness or this no. big you're giving up and Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. It doesn't always have to go 
with that. And I think you can, you can leave a relationship before it becomes the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And you can leave a job before it literally breaks you down, gets you to the point where your emotional baseline is so low that you no longer feel like you have a purpose. And it doesn't mean that you failed. Right. It, it, yeah. If anything, it means you know yourself well enough to look out for yourself and do the best thing for you. Yeah. Um, and then and that's it. And that becomes a, that's an issue of uh, the other person. But I feel, I feel like that does, I mean, stopping almost now, I don't want to call it quitting, but, but we'll call it quitting. Quitting does come with a nice large side order though, of other people's opinions. I think that, that is to be expected. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which we'll get into a little bit more. Oh, okay. Too. Okay. Um, but in other words, be quiet, old man, I think is what you're just saying. Hey, shut up, dude. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. No, we will. Yeah, you'll see. But the article then talks about the, the guilt and shame and embarrassment that can come with, you know, the possibility of quitting something or considering quitting something, which what you were just talking about. Then I got a quote from the article that you'll go, aha. <laughs> and uh, it'll seem like you read it already because you somehow do okay. this every time. You are full okay. of wisdom. But they said, generally, most other people don't have strong thoughts either way about your choices. No one is keeping tabs on your resume or accomplishments besides you. Even if you feel guilty for potentially letting down your colleagues at work, your company will probably replace you in a couple of weeks. Like, that's not to be negative and say that no, you don't just matter is. or you're not important, but more to kind of ease that pressure. Because <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, the reality is, if it, say it is a job thing. Jobs. It's part of what happens. It's part of yeah. if you quit, it's not the company's not going to crumble and the world's not going to end. It's going to unless be you're okay. very very special though, Mackie. Unless you're very unless, special, I guess, yeah. Unless you're literally the, the head of the company or something. But there it's just probably not as big of a deal mm. as it maybe feels like. And yes, I think quitting does come with other people's opinions and judgment, but maybe not to the extent that it seems. <laughs> I think if anything, people will, you know, say you, you quit a job. There might be some people that are kind of like interesting. Like, why'd you do that? I more curiosity, like just kind of, Oh, I wonder what the reasoning was, but I kind of typically stops there. Like people don't, they're not actually going to spend every waking minute being like, why did they quit that job? Like, why did they do that? That must be something terrible. Well, I think this is an important point too. When you start looking at every opportunity is one for you to take a look inward, look at yourself. So mm -hmm. if somebody says, Oh boy, I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, I wasn't really asking. So, and I don't feel like right. that's one where you need to defend yourself or break them down. Just say, okay. Yeah. It just kind of is. And it's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. If that's what you're going to yeah, I wouldn't have done that. And then I want to say, Oh, when you were me at this point, after doing all those things right. that that's when you did, exactly. how would that work? Yeah. Exactly. Versus the exactly. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Why even bother <laughs> listening to yeah. any of that or caring what somebody says? And then it says to detach these uncomfortable emotions from moving on, you should consider whether you're actually hurting anyone or breaking any rules besides your own. Um, guilt is the emotion for when you've done something wrong, but we can say, what did I do wrong? Because there might not be anything we did wrong. Yeah. And I think that's big because quitting doesn't just immediately mean you did something wrong. A hundred percent of the time. And it can literally be the, the opposite and be that you did the right thing that, and that it is, it's a you thing. It's your yeah. decision. It's your life. It's your career, your relationship, your, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that mm. you maybe are stepping away from, but it's your life and you're the one that has to deal with it. Thank goodness. Like it goes back to what we start with. Thank goodness. Uh, you quit the 
direction you were going in college or you would be like trying to get kids to stop eating paste and running with scissors. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I would be, I don't know, computer doing something. And we would be miserable. Oh, we would, this would be a lame <laughs> podcast. Cause we'd be talking about how miserable we are. Like, yeah, I took some scissors away from a kid. What did you do? Uh, I sold another thing that people put on their computer. Then thanks for listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. But moving right along to our next section, which is signs it's time to quit. Okay. Which I'm, I'll be, I want to hear what you feel like were the, no, I've got, a, I've got a, a, a real life example of this. So tell yeah. me, tell me when you want me to jump in. Cause I'm very okay. curious. Yeah. Okay. Um, so kind of the intro of this section says every goal or achievement comes at a cost, what you've sacrificed or overcome for success. However, if hitting milestones is pre- detrimental to your health, emotions and relationships and is contrary to your values, it may be time to take your foot off the gas. Um, getting a promotion at work may bring you satisfaction, but you may have missed dinners and bedtime rituals with your kids in the process. It's important to work hard, important to set goals. You might not be better off pursuing those goals at whatever cost, which I feel like is pretty solid there. If the job, the relationship, the practice, the habit, the diet, whatever it is, is weighing on you so negatively that it's affecting you emotionally or cutting into your values or is hurting you in any way, physically or emotionally, I just feel like, you know, let's be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's walk away <laughs> because it's just, it's not worth it anymore if it's breaking you apart. Yeah. Um, I know because everything in life that is worth having can come with struggle or hard work. <laughs> so yeah. it's not, again, it's not just, oh, this got a little hard or this got a little uncomfortable. I'm going to be done now. It's not that, but yeah if you have sacrificed the things and you've worked really hard and you're still left exhausted or hurting or mistreated or overworked or insert any other negative word there, Mm -hmm. then it is okay. I think to put yourself first and to put your physical and mental health first and to protect your peace and something better for you. And the article gave a couple examples of like an injury wall training for a marathon an ultimatum from a friend or a loved one Missing an important event or deadline because you're distracted are all signs that you need more balance in your life. Because if I'm not enjoying the process of trying to achieve those goals, um, what's happening is that things that really matter to me, like physical health, health of my relationships, my hobbies, my other interests, those are all being sacrificed um, in this process. And that's not good for my happiness. Yeah. So you can kind of then take it that way. If it's not good for your happiness... Maybe yeah. Consider not, you know. Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah. But I want to hear your example. Um, it's perfect segue. What you just said there. I think this goes back to okay. When you're a kid, even the best of parents don't really probably do the best job of uh, saying, "Tell me more about that, champ." You know, even a good parent, if their kid's upset, they want to say, "Oh, it's not a big deal," or "Don't worry about it," or "It'll get better soon," or. And even, you know, if they're trying to calm the kid or you've got parents that are maybe more emotionally immature and they're literally saying like, stop crying. You know, it's not a big Mm -hmm. deal because they want to, they, you know, they want to get rid of the discomfort they're feeling in that moment. And so then we just don't typically trust our feelings or emotions as much. So when you become a a big kid, then it's time to start listening to that gut. And so I like what that article is saying is if it is causing you to want to go crawl in a hole or something, then listen to that versus the man, what's wrong with me? Because I don't want to do this anymore. I I don't, I can't quit. 
And I think that those are things that are just signs to help you become more emotionally mature. Time for you to start taking the, taking the reins. Yeah. I, I like what you said about trusting your gut. Cause I actually do. I have a note in here literally at this point about um, trusting your gut and listening to your body even. Mm, yeah. I, in both of my examples of quitting things in this, I remember at the end of this relationship I was in, I was the most anxious I'd ever been in my whole life mm. and just not doing well. And then I remember when I, when it was kind of time for me to leave my last job, my anxiety had spiked again. My mental health yeah. was very low and I was getting like physically sick before going into work <laughs> like yeah. the last couple of weeks. And so I, I do just know whether it's your body keeps the score or your brain is a don't yeah. kill device, but yeah. your body is looking out for you at the end of the day. And so I think when you are, or yeah, it's trying its best to. And so I think when you are in a situation where you're not in a, in a space where you can be thriving or be happy, your body potentially can physically react to that. And so it's like, yeah. it's okay to listen to that. And it's not, it doesn't happen every time, right? You can be in a situation and not be throwing up every time before you go in or whatever. But well, you know, it's Mackie. I've had like a real helping people out of unhealthy relationships where sometimes I can think of a woman that kept thinking, no, now that I have these new tools, I can go in and make it work. And then, but right. she would go in and have a panic attack or have anxiety right. or start having these suicidal thoughts, radiations. And, and it goes right back to that. Man, sometimes you really, you got to listen to your body. It's trying to tell you something. Yeah. Even yeah, if it's I quitting. Like right. Yeah. Even if that does mean stepping away from yeah. something you maybe yeah. thought you never would. But it is important to listen to your body. But then with all of that, sometimes there are, are times where it's okay to stay or it's okay to keep going or keep trying. And so the next section is when you should stick it out. Okay. Which... Our article says, although certain relationships and agreements are negotiable, there are responsibilities you cannot renege on, like parenting. parenting. Okay, I was going to guess. Yeah, yeah, right. That one. Okay. Parenting, caregiving, providing for a pet. Um, similarly, quitting a job without another alternative. Yeah. When other people depend on you for financial support. That one's tough for people. It's not advised. <laughs> yeah. But it does then go on to say that there are ways to transform difficult situations. Yeah. Um, and it gives a few examples of if your shift is at this time and you, that interferes with dropping off your kids at school, or if your boss keeps t- asking you to do something that is not a part of your job or a million oh, things or an ultimatum from a partner. Yeah. We've got one because we haven't talked about mom yet in the episode. Mm-hmm. And she did a really cool one when we started having kids. We, I mean, I was supporting her. Mm-hmm. Supporting her having kids, but she had a job. I had a job. She was managing an Eddie Bauer home store. And yeah. then she stepped down because that was a lot of stress and it was a lot of long hours and weekends and whatever. And she wanted to kind of get the her schedule more, um, I don't know, I don't want to say succinct, regular or whatever that looked like. So mm-hmm. she stepped down and was doing like mer- merchandising or display or things like that. And so it was less money and a less role, but it was helping her get in a better mindset to have a baby. Right. And I think that that's a great thing. That's not yeah. a bad thing. That's not a weak thing. And it's then allowing you to still give your hundred percent to your job or whatever. And then yeah. also give that hundred percent to your life at home. And so I think that that balance is super important. And I like then that it is this part of the article is saying like you can quit certain aspects of your job to improve yeah. your overall situation. And then I think that just circles back to kind of the all or nothing yeah. mindset where it doesn't have to be like that. 
And there are shifts to make before just saying, like, I, th- I feel like if something, say we're talking about a job, if something tough comes along that you don't love about it, try it out for a second or yeah. have a conversation with whoever's in charge, you know, try to resolve it before just being like, yeah, no, I quit. Uh, but then obviously if you have done all the things or you feel it's best to quit, it's okay to quit. <laughs> but if something is difficult or isn't just enjoyable, that that's not necessarily a valid reason to just be done. And it says we do have to be willing to tolerate some discomfort to achieve our goals or live the life we want to live. Like yeah. you are not weak for quitting something. You are not standing up for yourself is huge and you don't deserve to put up with anything terrible. Yeah. But yeah, so like, but if you're okay and you're safe and you're happy, then yeah, what, stay. Try to figure it out. You know, and if we're talking relationships, nothing wrong with couples counseling or no. having big, deep conversations and yes. trying to figure things out. But the set it's harmful or unnecessarily negative or mistreatment or anything like that, it's okay to step away. What? Okay, when you were, I guess either one, either computer or your nuts and bolts company what do you yeah. feel like was like was the end for you or what you know what made it yeah. all be like okay you know what i need to be done yeah or was That's it a, even a big thing no it was it was it's a funny it's a great question because uh knowing the way that the memory works and mm-hmm. that we kind of like put it away and i i feel like sometimes i didn't like thinking about it because it yeah. made me uncomfortable right. that it is hard to recall those feelings i just remember struggling with the i'll take the computer one because that was a whole career shift yeah. And I was working with family-ish. Mm-hmm. And and so I felt like I was going to ruin family relationships, but I was losing my mind and it just was not good for my mental health at all. Right. And I think I sat on it for a long time. It's funny too. I did actually go down to part-time and right. it wasn't received very well, which I felt like was almost part of what helped me understand that, Okay, then maybe it I need, wasn't the best. Yeah, thing right. Yeah, I need to I need to go. But a big part of it was, I mean, it's so funny. There were parts of it where I just I had felt a, a call, as cheesy as that sounds, to go back to school and get my master's in counseling uh, and start down a different career path. So I knew that I was gonna have to do it at some point. And that is so it was so scary. And now I look back on that and I don't I wasn't the kind of person that made big changes like that, or I wasn't thinking about being an entrepreneur. So I still sometimes look back on that with a little bit of awe and just think, <laughs> I don't know how that happened, Mac. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge because I feel like you did all the right things. You did go down to part two. You know, so it's like you yeah. tried to you tried to make it work. You tried to make it better for you. Mm-hmm. But then when it ultimately still was not a good thing for you. And you did listen to your body and your mind and your, you yeah. maybe kind of were or what you thought was next. It's like you listened to that and you took the leap and quit essentially yeah. and still ended up being a good thing. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, but I think about what the fact that when you did the be afraid and do it anyway, when we talked about that, was that episode one? Is that what that was? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that's what I admired so much about what you were doing at your young, wee young age, because I remember at some point though, you do have to do a really difficult thing and that's talk to somebody and say you're done and get ready to hear how they handle it. And uh, it wasn't the best, but. Right. And I think that part is hard every time. Yeah. Like the actual act of quitting can be really hard, whether it's, you know, having to have the conversation with a boss or a partner or a friend or a family member, or even confronting something with yourself. I think it, it is hard, which then the article actually goes into 
some tips for how to quit. <laughs> okay. The first thing it talks about is just giving yourself the option to quit. I like that. Which I think is big because it's so easy to mark it off as I, I will not quit. That's not even a thing. And then I think when you do that, it makes it feel like you're failing. If you then eventually get to the point where you are quitting. Mackie, can I tell you, like, that's one where I, I've had a lot of experience of that from the therapy chair. And it's really funny because sometimes I'll just bring up what would that look like if you would quit either, whether it's even a relationship that's uncomfortable or, or damaging or sucking your the life out of you or a job or a whatever it is. And sometimes just being able to ask that of somebody like, so what would that look like? And I can think of, I can think of more than one occasion where somebody says, wait, are you, are you telling me I can, are you giving me permission? Right. And I think that's the point where somebody, they so desperately want somebody else to tell them it's okay. That then all I have to do is not say, I don't know if that's a good idea and just say, well, what would that look like? And they're like, wait, are you telling you, do you think I should? And like, oh, and, I, I can actually do this. Yeah. And I think that that shows exactly what you're talking about there that sometimes we do, we just want to know it's okay, but we're afraid to go to people that are really important to us because we don't want to let them down or we don't want it to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I've really found that one to be quite fascinating. I had one that was not very long ago where it was in a relationship and the person got very emotional about the fact that you know, they were saying, are you giving me permission? And I joked and I just said, uh, I mean, I can, if you would like, but this is yeah. your call and I, I can meet you where you're at and help support you. But if, if yeah. you need to, I, I give the permission. Right. There you go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can quit. It's okay. So it's, yeah. So we give our listeners right now, you have the permission. Have the permission. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting because the, the article too says that like we hardly ever actually will take the opportunity to quit. So, cause I think some people's fear is if I go into it saying, yeah, I can quit oh. if I want to, then I'm going to quit immediately or the second it gets hard. But it's like, statistically speaking, we rarely actually do quit. Mackie, okay. That, I haven't thought of it that way. That's that concept that in act that's like, if I'm unwilling to have it or do it, I will. So if I'm right. unwilling, right. If I'm unwilling to have anxiety, I will spend so much time trying to manage my anxiety that it makes me more anxious. Right. So I've never thought about it in that sense. If I, if I accept, accept means to take in without defense in its mm -hmm. entirety. Acceptance doesn't mean you give up or you're, or you're apathetic. Right, or you have to then do this. No. Thing. So if I accept the fact that I can quit, then quite frankly, it could help me be more present because then at any minute, I don't have to put up with the garbage, but then I'm also maybe going to speak my mind a little bit more. I'm going to be more right. intentional and authentic. And that is good. I think that's really big. Because if you give yourself this advanced permission to throw in the towel, you can clearly think about the circumstances in which you can and should quit, which kind of leads into the next part, which I really like because I had never even thought of this. Um, but it says, before you even begin an endeavor, give yourself kill criteria on circumstances under which you'll quit. Oh, well, okay. Which like what does it tell? So yeah. So before you start a job or begin a relationship, this is literally making a list of red flags or things that that are non-negotiable to you. Okay. So if I'm forced to work, you know, X amount of hours, or yeah. if this job stops me, say from going to your kid's soccer games, or if your partner doesn't believe in a certain thing that you are very passionate about or is very important to you, or if my mental health drops to this point, if I find myself crying this many times a week. Yeah. Or like if we have a conversation about something serious and there's no change for X amount of time um, and that list just goes on and on, but you make this list of, of things that are just non-negotiable and are like, I will not put up with this. Yeah. And then I think if you have this list, then it's easier when that 
or if that does happen to just go, you know, I, I'm not going to be okay with this. So I'm out. There's that, there's somebody close to us that we don't have permission to tell their story, but maybe we can get it in the not too distant future. But I think is a really good example of this though, where if a job causes you to go against your values, right. then, then it is not something that one wants to continue doing. Right. And so it's okay to then to note that before you even begin the job. Yeah. These are the things I'm not okay with. And the second that happens, get out. <laughs> the second- let me go, yeah. Let me yeah. go deep on that too, Mac. When we were talking earlier that the company is just the company and they'll have another person. Yeah. I've, I've worked with some people that have been in some pretty big positions that have done things that they haven't necessarily thought were the right things to do. So they compromised their values because mm-hmm. they felt like they had to, because they felt like they couldn't quit. And then unfortunately, when things maybe don't go well in that scenario, they, they didn't end up with the support behind them because everybody ran away and left them high and dry, as the cliche says. So I think that that's a really good point that, yeah, I really like this one about the, the list of things. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, because I even think, I mean, I had a job where I I was pressured to do some things I wasn't comfortable with. And yeah, just kind of go with it because I didn't. Yeah. I either was too afraid to stand up for myself or too afraid yeah. to think of what it would look like to actually quit or walk away. And I, I wish that I had gone into that job with a more like almost strict, yeah. I do not do this or I'm not okay with this. And so and I will not continue if that's the case. Oh, that's good. Okay. And then this last one I think is interesting and kind of good, but it says to enlist the help of a quitting coach. Well, I've never heard of these. Which I don't think is an actual thing. I don't oh, think okay. it's actual. <laughs> like, okay. I could be wrong. But it's just supposed to be somebody who can be very objective. And so this can be a therapist or a mentor or a friend if they're capable of being yeah. objective. <laughs> but I like that. Somebody that just, you know, that they will have your best interest in mind. Like, say it was your therapist, you could set clear boundaries with them from the start and ask them to tell you what the truth is. And it says, promise um, you won't hold their candor against them. So you can, I'm, I'm in a job trying to figure out if this is something I should quit or not. And then let your therapist, know. for instance, it says, I'm really upset because I haven't gotten a promotion yet. Um, and then it says, the quitting coach can say, look, you've been in the job for four months and you're 25. You're not supposed to have gotten a promotion yet. That's not a reason to quit. Right? So it's like they can then be that person or that voice of reason. Voice of reason. To say... What, like, hey, before you go crazy and go like do whatever, here's the reality. Or it could go the other way and they could be like, man, that's you shouldn't have to deal with that. You shouldn't no, be putting good, up with that. But I like the quitting coach cool. because I do feel like as a therapist, there are times where you do want to save. Because sometimes I like to joke that I, I can play the role of the normal police because sometimes people will say, is it normal that I haven't already bumped up 10 grand and I've been there 30 days? And I'll say, yeah. It's probably pretty normal. Uh, yeah, that's that's okay. I wouldn't stress about it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that I like that. So I will yeah. dub myself as a quitting coach and I'll put yeah. that on my title as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um and then this just this brings us to our last section um of how quitting can be empowering. And I'm just gonna read this because I think the way they worded it is perfect. Okay. But it says quitting can feel like standing on the precipice of a cliff not knowing what awaits. However, the sooner you recognize a relationship, job, or practice isn't for you, the more time you have to dedicate to the people and hobbies you are passionate about. Walking away is about choice and agency, choosing to make the most of our lives instead of suffering through them. Society hardly questions those who grind through life's difficulties, but experts argue that it is time wasted. 
yeah. years spent questioning an unfulfilling relationship, months and thousands of dollars trudging through medical school when you change your mind and want to pursue carpentry, weeks training for a race you no longer feel passionate about. This is time that could have been dedicated toward more satisfying pursuits. And then this last sentence is huge. It says, our goal in life is to stick with the things that are worthwhile and quit all the rest. Oh, that's good. That's good, huh? That's really good. There's that concept called a sunk cost fallacy. Do you know that one? Mm-mm. It's where like somebody's poured so much time into something that then they feel like they owe it to keep going on that. Or I, they, I feel like people do that with relationships all the time. Like that's they do all the good. time. Yeah. yeah. And, and with careers too. But yeah. Yeah. It kind of comes from the, I think it's started in the financial world because it's like somebody's invested a lot of money in a company that's starting, that's not doing well. So they're like, well, I've already got this much in, then I might as well put more in. But it's like the mature thing is to then cut your losses. Ooh, and that's hard, but I think that almost goes basically why we said that this is such a difficult concept, but it can be so empowering because our brain is going to say stuff like, but what if, what if he changes or what if, what if tomorrow the market turns right. around or what if, and at some point, yeah, it's trusting your gut. Where have I said that for months, years, you right. know? And so then it's kind of just going, okay, I need to stop wasting all this time. Cause I like that it says the sooner you recognize those things, the more time you have to dedicate to the people and hobbies really you're good. passionate about. Right. And so if we want to talk career, right. Yeah. How great is it that you, even though you were in the computer software stuff for a decade or whatever, it's like, thank goodness you got out of it when you did, because look how much time you've now had oh. to spend on the things that you actually care about. Yeah. And like we were joking about earlier, but it's like, thank goodness I quit the the college stuff I thought I wanted to do and got into what I was doing because I would have spent so much time focused on something I actually didn't care about. And, you know, if I ever then got around to getting to do hair and do what I do now, it would have been so much later on. You've had people come up and tell you that they wish they would have done it, right? Oh, so many people Yeah, that are like, man, I wish I would have just done that. And and then they feel like it's too late because they, which it's never too late, but you know, feels like it is sometimes when you have- all the other things going on, or like we just said, you've put all the time and effort into something else where then it feels too big and scary to walk away from it. Yeah. But I, th- if you know that there's something better for you and you know, you're going to do that thing or you want to do that thing eventually, it's like, okay, then why not just do it now? Yep. And I think this was, I mean, this was a huge thing with my leaving a commission salon and going on my own and doing that, I knew it would be hard and it has been yeah. hard. I've, I've been building a clientele from scratch, <laughs> um, but I knew I'd, I would do it eventually. So it's like, okay, why not, why not start the process now and then have a couple years under my belt, but, and then build a clientele where I could have just stayed working in a city. I knew I wasn't going to stay in and not really building a clientele. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard. I like I feel like we just kind of you know, we're like, yeah, just quit, just do it whatever. And it's hard. It's not it's not an easy thing, but I think that again, if you know that there's something better for you or you know that there's something that would make you happier, why would you not start yeah. it now? Okay, so it makes me think, did you wish you would have quit anything sooner when you were a kid? Like you played soccer a few years. Did you ever like that or not really? No. Okay. Uh I what else? Like that. Okay. You play the piano now. Did you quit lessons though? That's, that's a funny one. Cause I, yeah. So I took lessons for a little bit and I, I like begged to quit. And then fast forward years and years and years later, I then had to reteach myself how to play completely. And 
one of my favorite things and a very therapeutic thing for me. Quitting is not always the good thing because that's one thing where I'm like, I should have just stuck with that. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, Mackie, I swear to you, and I, I, this is where I feel like I'm making this story up. I feel like we could go find data if we Googled hard enough that I, that is the one thing though, piano, where I feel like there's a universal from people that come into my office thing that they wish they're, you know, they say, no, I'm grateful that my parents supported me in quitting all these other things except for piano. Yeah. Because I think that's one of those as an adult, people just wish they knew how to do that. That's- so, uh, so there you go. Quitting. There you go. Quitting. But listen, listen to your gut and know that it's, it's okay to quit. And it's not weak. It's not failing. It's, it's okay to quit. Except for being a parent. Yeah. Unless you, so it's actually not okay to quit. <laughs> <laughs> in, in certain scenarios, it's okay to yeah. quit. It's strong and big and bold to quit. Yeah. It's a good thing. But also, you know, do your responsibilities. Keep playing the piano. Keep playing that piano. There you go. Thanks. See you next time. Oh, wait, unless I quit. Oh, yeah. Unless you quit. Boom. Mic drop. Yes, we'll see. Okay. Bye. Bye.